Welcome everyone to another episode of Cover 3 Athletics Podcast. Today we have Taylor Alderdice girls basketball coach Ellen Gillard. Hi Coach Ellen, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing good, thank you. So if none of you, if none of you don't know who Ellen is, she has won the City League Championship in the city of Pittsburgh for the past three years as the head coach for Taylor Alderdice girls basketball. And we want to congratulate one. We want to congratulate you once again, Alan, for all the success you've had these past three years. Thank you. So I don't know, just, I guess my first question to you to start off is can take us through the process of the past three years of how dominant and successful you guys have been. Um, So it all starts for us. um, The first year I came in, it all starts in the off season. So um, we start usually when the season ends, we're right back in the gym in March. So we're already in the spring league. Then we go to a summer league. Then we go to a fall ball. And during that time, we have open gyms during the whole off season. (laughs) So for the past about five years, that has been the remedy. And I also coach AAU basketball as well for Rise High. So about three or four of my girls play with me during the summer on top of all of the other things we're doing. Uh, Nick, do you have any? Yeah, so, so coach, so kind of, can you take us into kind of like the mindset that you instilled in your team to kind of stay on top and be able to defend your title not once but twice? Um, so basically, since we're in a city league, everyone kind of, you know, sleeps us. We're the underdogs all the time, which is kind of comfortable. Um, however, um, it keeps us in a humble position to, it keeps, gives me always the advantage to tell them to, hey, you know, no one's expecting us to do anything. No one's expecting us to be successful. We're underrated. We're off the radar. Um, let's really prove ourselves and put all this hard work we've done in the off season and let's, um, put it to a test and show them, Hey, like we're legit, we're good. You know, let's try to get some ink and get some, um, notoriety and respect amongst the Whitfield teams, things like that. Oh, I love that. That's great. (laughs) So uh, how long have you been in Alderdice for? Um, I've been a part of the Alderdice program for five years. I was the assistant my first year, and then I've been head coach for the past four years. Okay, so with it being you were the head coach for four years, what's it like kind of seeing your first senior class kind of graduate? Um, It's a little bit emotional. Um, They're the ones that, you know, I always tell them we came in together as freshmen. We grew together. You know, I was a first-time coach. You know, I messed up a lot, arguably more than they did, and I just tried to, like, fake it till I made it. So, of course, to see everything, you know, come to a head and see them graduate, it, it kind of reminds you of the progress in the process, you know, that it took to get to that point with that. So what would be like the, I guess, like your favorite thing that you've kind of seen, like in the growth of your players from when they came in as 13, 14 year olds up to now being young adults, pretty much? Um, I, I would say so much off the basketball court would be a lot of the community things we've done. We've done a lot of the community works. I mean, we've cooked for the Ronald McDonald house a few times. Um, we've we've uh, helped out in the Homewood food pantry. 
Um, we cleaned some rivers and some parks and things like that. So seeing them come together and bond whenever there's not a basketball and seeing them kind of shift them shift the focus off themselves and give them back to the community. And it's been nice to see them grow and mature in that way, you know? Mm, that's awesome, honestly, because what I do with my day job, I can relate to that a little bit. So that's, yeah, it's an awesome feeling. It really is. It's really good. And, and for the past five years, I mean, that's, well, four and a half, really. That's basically been the blueprint of, like, you know, breaking down the walls and the kind of like, you know, if you're coming out of eighth grade and you were the best eighth grader, <laughs> you know, kind of catches you off guard when you're like, wait a minute, I got to fry bacon and cook pancakes, you know, <laughs> like, kind of throws people off and kind of, you know, puts them in a different, uh, evils, it evens the playing field a lot for everyone doing something they've never done before. And it builds camaraderie as well. And it's hilarious to watch them in the kitchen. <laughs> You can't grow with pancakes, right? <laughs> well, we did Thanksgiving dinner, and that was a little. They were like, "Coach, no, we got it. We got Thanksgiving dinner." I'm like, "You're really gonna fry chicken, make <laughs> sushi, and chicken fried like?" And they did it. I, I was very shocked. I, I didn't know if it was gonna be that edible, but like, we did some pretty challenging stuff. Well, I, they did. I just watched and took videos and laughed a little bit. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how good was the food? Um, I'll say, I'll say a 10, just because that's <laughs> everyone ate it. We got a lot of compliments. So, and I made everybody wash their hands at least 50 times. So, <laughs> so it, it was good. Sounds like the perfect meal. <laughs> oh man. I mean, just coach Allen so far, what you've told us about your team bonding together. That's like really good. And like that can warm a lot of people's hearts. So just involving basketball and maybe just personally just like what's the type of culture you try to create in like your locker room and on the court um a culture i try to cultivate is hard work pays off like that's the biggest thing that i try to instill in them like it, it, every you can go by what everyone else is doing and you can go by what your mom tells you your dad tells you your aau coach tells you at the end of the day hard work pays off and we are a team no matter what so you don't have to like the person next to you you don't have to love the person you don't have to be best friends but when we're here we are a unit and we're a family sometimes a dysfunctional one but nevertheless a family and no matter who you are on the team um everyone has the intricate part of making the engine run so they we, we kind of i kind of I'm a no-nonsense person when it comes to like distractions and things like that and because I've played and, and I've been around a lot of different arenas and I've been a part of different teams whenever there's some drama or you know some stuff uh, gets a little messy at times I try to make that uh, my mission always to clear the air and make sure we're here for one reason we always start the season off with goals. I break out a, a, a whiteboard and we write all our goals down, our sheet of paper, a large sheet of paper. Everyone signs it, so we're on it. So I always bring it out as a reminder, like this is what we're trying to do. Now, this behavior or this action, or if you're not coming to practice, that's not gonna allow us to get to these goals that we have on this board, so. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, the tips. <laughs> Maybe something a lot of more coaches should do. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we, we break it down to elementary school. We have a circle up. Sometimes we have snacks and like a, a real meeting. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. Sometimes we have mental health days. We're like, well, what the heck happened? Like, who are you? Hi, <laughs> nice to meet you again, you know. And, um, you know, not all the time it's basketball, basketball, basketball. Let's drill you to death. Let's, let's uh, like, degrade, yell at you, scream at you. I like the kind of, I was a psychology major. I got my degree in psychology. So I kind of like to give room for mental cleanse, like cleansing and um, reflective. And I try not to come after them so much like a, I'm above you, I need you to perform. Instead of like, what's going on? Like, what did you eat today? Like, what did you listen to today? Like, I'm gonna need you not to eat McDonald's before this game. This, if, <laughs> if you ate last time and you played like a hot mess, <laughs> let's try to eat something else. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> your players right now what advice are you giving them through this national pandemic um I tell them to try to stay mentally focused um try to embrace the break as a break you know we've gone so hard so long I send them messages funny messages I'm just making sure everyone is in a supportive environment and is loved on making sure that they're doing their work and have laptops and all that good stuff so I check in with them here and there. But I just mostly, it's not about basketball, just getting through the downtime and embracing the break to reflect on yourselves and what you need to do. Oh, I like that, embracing the downtime. I like that. Yeah. I mean, at first I was kind of like, wait a minute, no AAU, no no three, some, like no summer leagues, no spring ball. No. I was like, I, I need a break anyway. I have a three-year-old. I can go on YouTube, look at some new drills and stuff. I have time. Like, this is okay. I mean, sometimes um, a break in things is a good thing. Just got to embrace it a little bit. I mean, you're right on that. I mean, it's actually a really good way to look at it. What, what advice, Coach, would you say you give your players to stay in shape during this time? Actually, I, I don't have any right now. I mean, if you have access to a basketball hoop, for sure, go shoot outside on your own uh, in your yard. Um, if you want to go run, go ahead. <laughs> That's fine. But I know the reality of everyone kind of sticking to through a schedule of like basketball, basketball, basketball right now. And then going through things like maybe their parents are not working right now. Maybe, you know, they got different challenges at home. I'm kind of not being that person that that person that's like, okay, basketball, basketball, basketball. I'm like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Are you eating? Are you good? <laughs> you know, what's home life like? I know you're around your brother all the time. That's annoying. Are, is the house clean? Is your bedroom clean? You know, are you doing your work? Are you checking in? Things like that. I'm, it's it's May. I mean, technically we would play in about one, um, we'd have played like in about three or four AAU tournaments and we'd have gone, we'd have been in progress of a spring league now, but you know, I can't really make that atmosphere. I can't force that on them to like stay in the gym, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that because I don't know what they're going through at home. You know, realistically, they're probably telling me about 20% of what's going on. I'm just trying to be a supportive ear and saying, Hey, stick through it. If you want, if you want some film, I can send it to you. You have access to it on Google Drive. If you want to work out, I can send you one. 
Um, believe it or not, some of them have been texting me like, coach, so-and-so wants to play us next year. Like, I have a game for us. And <laughs> they approach me more on that end. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's think about that. <laughs> so I try, I try to just keep it chill a little bit right now. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I was just wondering, though, because each coach is just, like, specifically different. I mean, I just – personally, just I've seen, like, coaches just making their, like, athletes just actually, like, really, like, working out. Like, they've been, like, going to, like, parks and stuff. I'm not going to, like, say any girl. names, though, but I've just seen them, like, going to parks during this time, and I'm just, like just, – <laughs> hopefully, like, the police, like, are not around to see that. But I mean, that's more old school. I grew up in an old school era where it's like uh, basketball or die type of era. Like I'm just like, it's it's. I don't want you to get arrested. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you have a meal at home. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real with if if mm-hmm. you are able to get a park, if you have the resources, that's cool. You know, and if your coach who is aware of that, that's great. But I kind of like to see how the mental health's going, you know? Like, I can't force you to go to the, go to the park illegally and do, like, 50 suicides whenever, I don't know if you're getting an adequate meal at night, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the city league players and coaches, well, my perspective is not always, like, clear-cut that way. You know, I have other layers I have to peel back to kind of get through. You know, it's never just basketball. It's always the mental as- aspect and what's blocking them that way. I'm kind of glad we brought that up because I think it's definitely an interesting perspective, and especially comparing like the city to the Whippy Wall, touch on kind of like you know some of the extra challenges you guys have to deal with. For sure, it's it is. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of devit. Like a lot of my kids went through some heartbreaking things that I don't think I could go through and just be like a 16 year old and play. Or some of them are just working. They're working part time and playing at the same time. You know, because you know they have to. You know, they have to support themselves. And they're like, coach, I can't make it here. I can't make it there. You know, I, I come from the Whippeal. So coming through the Whippeal and then even though I've come from a Whippeal team that wasn't, like we were in the country area. So it's like, oh, where the heck did you come from? Like the, the, the bond I have with them is the underdog mentality, but some of the obstacles and the roadblocks that they have to deal with at a young age, I can't fathom half of it. Mm-hmm. So I just try to be the voice to be like, oh, <laughs> like, even in practice, when I feel like there's something else going on, I'm like, come on. And everybody else knows what's going on. And they're doing drills like they someone will take over drills. And my player and I will walk around the gym and there'll be tears crying and it will go on the outside. Like, it's more there's more to basketball than just basketball. I mean, we're a part of their lives for a reason, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Some of the players on our team who you people may never even see before. Like they're there, they round us out perfectly. Everyone's there for a reason. Everybody has a place. Like we're like a family. Uh, I mean, all that. I mean, all that's awesome because that's. I mean, in my opinion, what kind of high school sports is all about. Even at the college level too, is kind of having that family and that bond. And I think nowadays it kind of gets lost, or just you know, you get so busy with the game itself, you kind of tend to forget about that stuff. So I think it's just really refreshing to hear you say all these things and could just, you know, just kind of see you guys doing it. Yeah. Thank you. Coach, uh, tell us, how'd you get into basketball? Um, so my sister, her name was Shantae Hall. She played at Penn State um, on a full scholarship and then transferred to Rutgers. And she's about seven years older than me. So when she started playing basketball, I was the ball girl on her high school basketball team. 
And then, well, before that, I started going to a camp that she went to at four years old when everyone else was like five or six. <laughs> illegal, very, very illegally, illegal activity. But we're in a country, no one really cares. So um, from then, I went to see my sister play. She played for Reading Portland for two years. Um, I was around all that environment. I got to get all the shoes and stuff that she got as well. <laughs> so I seen her transfer to Rutgers. So I started playing ever since four years old, uh, through and through. I went to Albert Gallatin um, High School there where uh, my sister had a lot of records. And then like little sisters do, we try to break them. <laughs> and I did. And then I got a full scholarship at Duquesne. And then I went overseas for about five years and played in England. And then I came, I came, well, I went to Africa for a bit. Then I came back here. <laughs> what was that like playing overseas? Oh, it was very different. Uh, like the old school American, like go to the gym or die mentality was not there the same way. <laughs> like, I shouldn't say it like that, but the discipline in the work ethic is totally different than what we have here. It's like, if, like, you know, if I don't get a thousand shots up on the shooting machine, I'm going to be off. Like, that's the mentality I came in with. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I got people fresh out, you know, from the club and stuff <laughs> about to go play a game. Like, I, I've never seen that. And then doing well in the game, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the culture norms. And then after that, they want to go out again, you know? So I'm like, well, I, I need some sleep. I, I like I'm a 50-year-old woman. Like, I need ice, my kneecaps, you know, I need ice bath. And they're, they're dressed and ready to go out. So... The atmosphere was different. I love my teammates, though. It was crazy. It made me loosen up a lot more because I was, like, real rigid. Like, you know, we're used to adapting, like, go to the gym or you won't succeed. They were real laid back with it, and they were so successful. I, I don't know. They just had fun with it. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't, I don't know. But it was, a, it was a good experience. Like, I had a lot of fun. Um, we never really – we never won our championship. We played – I played for the EBO. Um, the English Basketball League, or WEBL, the Women's English Basketball League. We never won our championship. We always were runners-up, which I was bitter about, but I, it, it changed my life. What was one of the things that it changed your life on? Um, just having their perspectives, uh, just like I'm saying, like the fun that they had, the joy they had. It was all about camaraderie, too, like how well we got our, our – along off the court versus how we got well along on the court it wasn't just you know always basketball there was more than that um the socialization you know it, it was it was uh you know walking waking up every day in a in england like in, i was in newcastle for a while then i was in leeds you know waking up in different cities my teams, my teammates were from England. Some of them were German. Some of them were Irish, you know, going to places like Wales. We're like, what the heck is Wales? Where are we at? Why is there so many sheep? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like mind blowing. Um, I, I, I loved it so much. I never even wanted to come back to America, honestly, but things change. I couldn't keep uh, my, uh, like before you can go to England and just live there. You didn't have to have like a visa. But when I got there, they changed all that. <laughs> so I had to go or I would get kicked off the country illegally. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> Coach, um, let's talk about maybe some of your players from this year. Um, you, for all this stuff, like you told us you guys went through, you still managed to, to become successful. Just talking about some of your players, like, I don't know, maybe like Brooklyn Jones, Emma Waita, every single day I would be like, after a game, I'll be like looking at like some media source and just seeing like Emma and Brooklyn's just pictures just showing up. Yeah. Like talk talk about about the just like the whole team. And, like, um, success. I'll start with Brooke. Um, Brooklyn, ever she's just a gym rat naturally. She likes to be a part of the gym. She likes to work out. She she was maintaining a part time job as well and playing this year, which I don't know how she could do it. Straight A student as well. Um, play for the Bruins so not only was she uh, playing for the Bruins and during the summer she was coming back into fall fall league with us working out um, Emma she played for slam and rise high this this chick played for two different teams and did cross country <laughs> as well as worked out on her own with a trainer Brooke and her I think shared the same trainer Maintain a 4.0, I think, or close enough to a 4.0 grade point average as well. <laughs> I think she took college credits while she was in school too, or is currently taking them. I can't remember. <laughs> Sophia, same thing. She was a part of SLAM. Um, she worked out a lot on her own, ran cross country as well. 4.0 student, cross the board. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who else was a part of our starting five? Nautica Burwell, she's a senior, she graduated. Um, um, high honor roll student, played AAU, worked out on her own. <laughs> like everyone, mostly Kiara Coleman, she had a uh, ACL tear. She came back from ACL tear, played AAU all, all summer, works out on her own, came back, you know, focused and trying to do, trying to accomplish a championship. She was there for the first one, but not the second, or there for the first two, but not no, there for the first one, but not for the second. I got the third one. Um, trying to think, who else am I missing? Emma, Sophia, Brooke, um, Sid. Sid's the young one. She's a sophomore. She played with Rise High with me. She's a real tall, real laid back <laughs> person. Um, she works out year round too. Um, it's just everybody has a crazy work ethic. I mean, it's weird. A lot of people say like. Um, your leadership style, like you attract the type of person you are. <laughs> so like when I came into it, like I didn't think freshman year, I was eight months pregnant, watching them like play pickup basically in our first uh, open gym. I was like, oh, you know what? We might be pretty good this year. You know, like <laughs> we might be okay. Like four years later, I'm like, whoa, we, we really were okay. Because I, was... <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. You know, um, my first year as an assistant, you know, it was, things were pretty bad. I mean, we, we got blown out by like 30 in a championship game. I mean, I think we only won like eight, eight games or something like that. Or I don't know. I can't even recall. <laughs> Morale was low. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I was trying to carry over that uh, mentality. I was just going to even playing field. Like I knew we were going to be young. So when you're young, you make a lot of mistakes. But seeing them then, I was like, oh, you know, we might have a chance. <laughs> And to watch them still keep after it, stay humble, and not get complacent because that's easy to get after you win a championship, after you win two. You know, it's easy to be like, you know, I don't need to go to the gym. 
I don't need to show up at practice today. And they all still came, you know. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. That definitely speaks to the leadership. So I guess hats off to you for just kind of changing it around in such a short period of time. Oh, I appreciate it. It was not easy. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> um, how about expectations for next season? Um, expectations for next season are still pretty high. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, you guys are just going to be trash next year because Emma, Sophia, and Brooke are gone, and the rest of your seniors are gone, Nakira, Nautica. Everyone's gone now. So, um, no, we still had a lot of people who played off the bench that were big factors. Um, Piper Wreck, she was pretty good, number 13. She plays for Slam. She's a, she's a gym rat, too. Uh, Zaniah Murray coming in. She's going to be, these two are incoming juniors. They're, they're pretty, uh, Z, Zaniah, we call her Z. She has her own thing called Z fence. <laughs> so <laughs> she's definitely a, still a minute. Um, Sydney's coming back. Um, we're still working with some stuff. We can still get some stuff done next year. I mean, will it be different aspect? Will I be Avi Jordan? I forgot about her. So junior coming in, a lot of experience. And plus, these young ladies have been going against the seniors and the starting five, like mm -hmm. the past, you know, two years. And they hated every minute of it. And sometimes they beat them. And some, a lot of times they didn't beat them. So they have a lot of misdirected anger about having to go against <laughs> the seniors the whole time in practice on defense and playing them. So I think I'm, I'm really optimistic. Once again, I'm a person who loves to be in the underdog mentality. I love the position we're going to be in. I'd rather, be, I'd rather have people sleeping us than being at the top like we were the past couple years. Because I like to shock people. And it keeps us level-headed, like, okay, you know, here's what's the reality of the things, you know. Um, we still uh, are young in some ways. Uh, I try my best to get the young girls in as much as possible to get them ready for like in like for instance playing the Morna State games and the championship game trying to get them ready for this year and I think they are the team this year will be more so of a defensive oriented team so uh, we get rural hype off of skills uh, the nitty-gritty it won't be pretty but we'll get the job done type of thing which was kind of us this year but you know this year will be a lot a lot different that way we're a lot going to be a lot more aggressive and we're still going to be just as fast. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, we're, we're still putting stock in you guys. So, <laughs> Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Coach, I know you have no control over this, though, but I've just looked at your schedule just, like, since you've become the head coach. And, like, the wins you had against, like, whoopie teams, like, just, like, insane. But, like, I'm – I'm going to ask you this, though. If you guys would ever be put in the Whippeal, do you think do you think you guys deserve to be in it? That's maybe I'm trying I, to say. Yes, uh, 100%. I came from the Whippeal. I love the City League. I played against my AAU teammates or City League people. I love it. It's great. The history is so prestigious mm -hmm. and wonderful. Um, last year and this year, I feel like you don't get the respect when you do beat the Whitfield teams and you're a City League team. It feels like, oh, that's just a fluke. It's, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. I felt like 
we should be in that arena. Like, I honestly think so. Uh, especially the past two years, I feel like we should have been playing in the Whippeal, honestly. I, and I had to explain to some of my girls because some of them were kind of frustrated with some stuff uh, just because some of the levels of which we were playing will go from Mars or something and then, you know, the different variables of playing, you know, it's, it's so, it's, it's hard. And I just said, Hey, you know, I want our season to matter. I can't take us out the city league, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have to be here or we're not just going to play just for the heck of it. You guys are earning something. Amen. So, <laughs> so I, I, I had conversations with our athletic director. I just don't, I don't, I, I would hope in the future that that could be something that we can be in. I feel like we deserve to be there, especially the amount of time, energy, and effort, you know, we put into the program. I think we need to be there eventually. I just asked that just simply because like, I was ever like in control of the whoop you in my opinion. <laughs> when you have like district eight, just like in the middle of district seven. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not going to lie to that. It would just be sweet if like district eight joined district seven and then you guys join the Whippeal too. I mean, like you're in our area. Like I just don't see like yeah. the difference. And then there's going to be like some people just correcting me, but it's just like, they're still kids. They're still living in Western Pennsylvania. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. At least give them a choice or something. Would you guys have been class five or six A? Um, we're six A. Yeah, yeah, we're six A. Yeah, we're North Allegheny. I've been good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I we wanted to play the North Alleghenies. We wanted to play Bethel's. We we want, we wanted that so badly, uh, and I could just thinking about it now and seeing some of the girls and their facial expressions, like, oh, we want them, we want them, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, I want them too, because playing you know we we wanted to go against the competition you know we knew what it felt like getting beat and blown out by Chartres Valley and how that felt we wanted the chance that we were ready we wanted to be tested that way you know and then getting to into the state playoffs easier you know instead of playing like two or three two two games to get in you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just a weird dynamic for me too like once again I probably will get blasted for this I don't know I don't make the rules like with City League and how to get into it but it's kind of difficult you know we had to go on the road this year to play twice you know it's playing in Erie it's difficult but we had a better we had a better record mm-hmm. <laughs> and then playing then we had to go all the way I can't even think of the place like almost near Altoona to play you know I would like it <sighs> I don't, I don't ha- I'm not that important in the basketball world to make those decisions. I would like eventually for the girls to go up against um, teams where, you know, people think we don't have a chance, <laughs> you know, I think that would have been cool to see how that played out. But hey, well, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I agree with you on that. It would <laughs> be definitely crazy to see, but I mean, I think you guys could have pulled it off. I think so too. I think so too. And I feel bad for some of my, for the seniors, for not getting that opportunity, you know, even though it all ended so early, but, you know, it would have been nice to play in the regular season against some of those teams. Um, 
Coach, where are your seniors going to – are any of them going to – for our audience that doesn't know, where are your seniors going to be playing next year in college? Brooklyn is going to Niagara University, which is a Division One institution. Emma Waite is going to Rochester Institute – or Rochester Institute of Technology in New York. Um, Kier Coleman is going to Pitt-Greensburg. Uh, Nautica Burwell is going to Bethany College. Sophia North is going to the University of Chicago, all on basketball scholarships and academic scholarships. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, for your players, what, what advice do you give them involving the recruiting process? Uh, I kind of stayed back a little bit because I know what it felt like to have um, when I was getting recruited, so many people had so many opinions, and I'm just like, I'm 18. Like, I don't even know. I'm just trying to worry about waking up, eating something for breakfast, and going to school. <laughs> Let alone <laughs> making a life-altering decision for the next four years of your life, quote-unquote. I just was – I encouraged them to just try to go by, like, hey, you know, who has your major? What do you want to do when basketball's not there anymore? What's your coach like? Are you going to – um you know, are you going to be used to their coaching styles? What are some of your player teammates like? Did you get a good feel for them? Do you have other support besides your coach? Like, is there a team psychologist? Is there someone else you can talk to? You know, because they're going to a different family. So they have to make sure they're getting taken care of all ways that they can. You know, so I, I, I tried to relay that information, but I wasn't too much in the process that much because I know how sometimes that could be overwhelming like you know they have their parents they have family members they have their AAU coaches <laughs> they have a lot of different hands in the pot so I try to just be the person that they want to vent to about the situation Nick, I think, anything, I mean, I think else? valuable is just kind of anything just kind of being there just like you said just kind of be the person that they vent to and just to kind of help stir the pot, I guess, because, I mean, I never went through, but it's like having friends who went through it in a, like a smaller way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be, it can be a lot. And there's a lot of things that I guess people on the outside don't tend to realize. And, you know, so I think the way you put it's just perfect. Yeah. They're not going to realize, like when I went to school, like as much as my sister, she went through a division one process herself and as much as she prepared me for it and told me about it, it's nothing like when you get on that campus and wake up at 5 a.m. for your first workout and doing suicides on the football field. Like, yeah, no one prepares you for that. And then getting ready to go to class and then having another workout later, <laughs> you know, and then having your study halls and then, you know, and then you're by yourself, you know, it's, it's, it's a culture shock, a culture change. I mean, I had a lot of pressure on me saying, like, oh, you should have went to a bigger school. I should have went here, went there. I mean, at the end of the day, the basketball will stop bouncing. So you have to make sure you're doing something and their, your major is something that they have and something you want to do and that you're going to be happy doing that. So, I think it's well said. So you said your older sister went to Ruck, transferred to Rutgers. Yeah, she played under Vivian Stringer. I was just going to ask you, beat me to it. Vivian Stringer actually lived and grew up in the neighborhood we did <laughs> growing up. Which is wow. ironic, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, but my You're sister went to UCL. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's very ironic. She went to play for her, and uh, she's from the country too, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> small world. Very small. 
coach, as a Duquesne student, I didn't want to know personally <laughs> what was it like playing on Duquesne's basketball team? Uh, it was interesting. Like I said, the culture shock and stuff. Freshman year was great. Like, you know, I heard all and saw all the horror stories of like loving basketball when they give the freshmen the extra hard time. Like I was very embraced. I had a great bunch of seniors and upperclassmen that I came in with. Um, we, we were good our first and second year, but from then we didn't win as much. So, I mean, I still was able to accomplish some personal goals. Like I scored my thousand point in college and things, but it just didn't win a lot. So it doesn't feel good. <laughs> but uh, going through that process of not winning and all of that definitely, you know, took into my or taught me a lot about basketball and, you know, just the whole experience in general. Like we had a lot of um, coaching changes, assistant coaches and things like that. And it was a lot. <laughs> It was a lot, but it was great. I mean, I do not have any college debt, so I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us, like, I have some friends right now that are, like, majoring in psychology. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know, like, for you specifically, what made you choose psychology? I was always really interested to see why people did what they did <laughs> and like you know what like what why certain people two people can go through the same horrible experience one can choose a good a, a good path and the other one can go down another path i was really intrigued by that um i like to figure out how people work a little bit nerdy i know but um it's it just it's something that's always drawn to me it still is drawn to me like uh now at my school, I'm a counselor. I work with teen parents. So it kind of overlaps with that too, like kind of prepared me with that as well. You know, um, different environments, why people from their environments choose things. You know, if other people were in other environments with different resources, what would the outcome be? Like I, I was always drawn to that. I don't know why. <laughs> Ironically, I started off being a teacher. And then I switched halfway through because I couldn't take kids being bullied in my classroom. I, I think I'd have got fired for that. <laughs> so <laughs> I switched. <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. This kind of just, you know, kind of seeing how people, you know, like you said, how two different people can act differently to the same situation kind of. Mm -hmm. B.Y., do you have anything, or? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just waiting after she said, um, what's it like being a coach and then doing your day job at the same time? It's a little, a little interesting. Flexible schedule? Um, yeah, I mean, we, our practices are in the evening, so I work at a school, oh. I work at Brashear High School, actually, okay. and I actually shared an office with the Brashear's girls basketball coach. <laughs> which, which was positive but awkward at first as you can imagine um so coming from then you know i deal with teens who are pregnant who are giving birth i have fathers who are parenting um going over milestones and 
giving resources to them and then switching hats. Well, the hat kind of stays on. You just turn it to the side a little bit <laughs> and then go into them. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, you know, a lot of people are like, what, you work with teen parents and you're a basketball coach? I was like, yeah, it, it's different. I like it. I mean, your day is not the same all the time. <laughs> uh, you do a lot of different um, things. I do a lot of different um self-esteem workshops, uh, positive self-talk workshops with my kids that carry over into basketball as well. Sometimes I tell the girls about my horror stories at work and they are just laughing about it. <laughs> and sometimes I tell my girls and my boys at school what my basketball team is doing and they laugh about them too. <laughs> so I, I find it pretty easy. It's hard to juggle. I do have a three-year-old son and my husband coaches football at Brashear as well. So it's kind of like hard to manage all of that time management wise. Like, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. is my son going to just bully everyone at practice today? Yes. Yes. He will come and do that today. You know, like that type of thing, but um, it's not, it's not that difficult. That's funny. Like your, did you say your husband's a football coach at Brashear? Yeah. And he's, work a at Brashear. <laughs> he's a security guard. I'm a team parent advocate there. And he coaches there, and I'm the only one that goes to Alderdice. <laughs> what's what's the rivalry like? Just just between those two schools, just in general. Um, Doesn't have to be just sports. Just like I don't know. Like I just know I'm not very well received when I wear my Alderdice stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we um play. We I played in a staff basketball game a couple times, or once I should say. I was going to play in it this year. Like, I do wear Alderdice stuff just because I just can't wear the sheer stuff. It just does something to my soul. And then <laughs> if my kids saw me, like, it would be 10 times worse, but it just just does something. Like, I can't wear pit stuff, even though I went to Duquesne to this day, you know? I can't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's definitely awkward. Like, people I get a lot of stares, like, oh. I was like, yep. <laughs> That's, I mean, that makes it even sweeter. That's awesome. <laughs> One time I actually had a student, I uh, went somewhere, I think I went to like the principal suite and I had like this Alderdice t-shirt, or my coaching shirt, because I had a game that day and I don't have time to change. So it is what it is. And then some young lady was like, you need to take that off. And I was like, I will when you beat us. And then we just kind of laughed at it. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'll give it back to you too. Like, and then she just kind of joked about it and stuff. So, you know, I got to be ready for comments. <laughs> but it is a lot of people a lot of the girls are like it's not fair like why is she working here and over there so i don't i'm just like oh, oh pittsburgh public schools is all inclusive <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um coach um Tell me, tell us some moments in your coaching career where you just thought to yourself, man, I love doing what I'm doing. I'm doing it for the right reasons. And this is why I'm going to do this for as long as I can. Um, instantly. I had a player on my team. We played a game. I don't think we won. And usually when we lose the game, I kind of hang back with my assistants a little because I'm extra hard on myself. I'm like, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. I should have made this play. But one of my girls was lingering around and she was pretty upset. And I was like, you know, what's going on? Are you all right? And we, and she was just like, no, I'm not okay. It was not, you know, my 
history teacher has been giving me a hard time. And I think I've been having some panic attacks while we're playing today. And I, I just was like, oh my goodness, it's going to be okay. Like, relax. You know, it's just, it's just history. I know that you're like, why is this your favorite moment? But I'm coming to it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, calm down. So she went through her range of emotions. We were able to confide her. Ended up filling her duffel bag full of some concession sand stuff just to kind of make her feel a little bit better. But boy, I sent that history teacher an email of a lifetime as soon as I got home. <laughs> Is to hear my player have a difficult time, which she's never had academically before in her life. It hurt me and it hurt her. So, you know, I sent this teacher an email. Fast forward, it all got rectified. The teacher was just picking on her for no reason. <laughs> but in order to be able to be another voice for her in that capacity, so that she felt comfortable coming to me and that she knew like I had her back and that she had a safe place to go to, that, that was my favorite memory. It has nothing to do with basketball, of course, but <laughs> just one of those moments where I can be there for her. And once again, it was something that she was going through, didn't perform well in the game, but it was on her mind mentally that messed her up during the game, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like a, a mental block. To see that mental block eliminated and her be free and play was a great experience for me. And I'm pretty sure that teacher hates my soul now, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, just the way that you back up, you back your students up, the what just the way that they trust you, like that's important to me. Mm -hmm. And that's probably important to a lot of people, but like not that many people really talk about that as much as you, you said before, a lot of people just focus on just straight up, just like how's their, how are they just doing in basketball and nothing else yeah. specifically. If someone's not performing well in basketball, I mean, that's just a symptom. There's a symptom of why they're not shooting well. Like you gotta get to the root of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get to root of people. If you can't get to root of any person that you're working with, like, it's just not, it's not going to be helpful and productive for you or them. Like my job isn't to make like basketball, basketball, or, you know, I'm going to talk bad to you. I'm going to embarrass you. That's not my role. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm here to make you blossom into a young lady. If you happen to keep playing basketball, that's cool too. But I also know that life isn't just about basketball. It's going to stop <laughs> and you got to be prepared for how your personality develops without that in your life, you know? I think that's a heck of a takeaway. Just for anybody watches, kind of just a, just a reminder of, you know, also do your best and see where it can take you, but to realize that someday it's going to, like you said, stop bouncing. Yeah. Like whenever I decided to stop playing, like, I, you know, I ended up going to Africa for a bit to help with former child soldiers, you know, kind of found my passion. My other passion was playing with helping people. So like basketball can be a, an instrument to teach, like to take you to somewhere else where you thought, Oh, you know, that's really my strength. Like this was just, a vehicle to get me to my strength, you know? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my passion. So sometimes we get blindsided by, like, oh, like, I have to average 30 and 20 and for the rest of my life, and I'm gonna go to this park illegally, and I'm gonna pay $10,000 to be on this AAU team. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. eh. <laughs> it's cool, but if you don't do, do your mental homework, and if you don't you have to understand like, hey, what is my other, what are my other character traits? What is my other personality traits? You know, what do I want to do in life? 
You know what I mean? Like it's going to end. I think people don't prepare people for the end or help, you know, all right, I'm a coach. I'm going to help them get to their next chapter. It's not going to start here. Stop here. You know, I don't know. No, man, I think, I think again, it's just great just to kind of just, you know, here's someone like you who's had success and, you know, been on top of the city league now for three years and just kind of being able to relate and, you know, just kind of get out there to get some of the younger viewers that, you know, what there's more to it than just winning and just the stats. Yeah, there is. I mean, you still have to do your homework. I mean, if you do choose to play basketball, you have to do everything you can to be the best basketball player you can be. But you have to also just do your homework as a person, like whoever you are. I don't know. Sounds cheap, but. I like the do your homework as a person. No, seriously. I mean, it's, it's simple and maybe cheesy, but I mean, it's it's powerful too, though. Yeah, like when I was growing up, like I know my identity, identity was like, I'm a basketball player. Like I'm a girl. I'm going to play pickup against all these dudes. Like I sowed like so many seeds into being like that person. And I was like, wait a minute, who else am I? You know, like what else am I good at? Like it's, it's kind of, and then seeing my sister go through a career changing injury, you know, seeing her shift as well, you know. She was a basketball player. Now she's a state trooper, you know. Has she not torn her ACL? You know, who knows what, you know, to think like, oh, I'm going to switch my major to criminal justice, you know. This is maybe what I want to do now because I have some more downtime to sit and reflect. I mean, does that process suck? Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Wow. Um, everything you said – Next question I was going to ask you might have just brought that up though, but like, it just seems like with your girls, like if I asked your girls the question, name someone like who's inspired you, like I wouldn't like some of them would definitely probably say you. So my question to you was just going to be like, just growing up, who was someone like who inspired you really? Um, mostly my sister, uh, my sister, my grandma, you know, like my mom, she's done a lot of things. Um, she was the first woman to work at a hydroelectric water plant where we're from. Um, you know, I like to attach myself to a lot of people who've done go really far, you know, and like my family. I mean, my sister and my mom are the best examples. Um, when I went to college, it was uh, the seniors. I had a girl, uh, a woman on my team, Candace Futrell. She went and got drafted to play professional basketball for the Connecticut Sun. She imparted a lot of wisdom in me too. A lot of people who I saw that I knew I wanted to get there and I know I need to be a part of, I need to pick their brain to get to where they're going. So I always try to just tag along and be like, well, what are you doing? Oh, can I just come shoot with you? Or can I do this? Or when I was overseas, uh, it was um, the men's professional program, doing a lot of the work with them in schools kind of helped me out and, I'm like, oh, maybe I do like going into schools, but I still don't want to teach, though. Like, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Seeing them do some stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say it's just, like, one person. I think uh, life is, like, a journey of people to get you from point A to point B, like I said. You know, if my players say it was me, hopefully. Maybe not. Some of them are probably so mad because I made them run for being late or something, but... I think it's like if I got them from if I know I did the best I could to get them from point A to point B, like I'm cool. Like I don't know. And hopefully they had a couple laughs too. <laughs> Coach, how about some fun questions? Um 
<laughs> Favorite basketball player of all time? Oh, Cheryl Swoops. In general. Cheryl Swoops and Charles Barkley. Two favorites. <laughs> and favorite TV shows? Oh, see, this is when my random psychological stuff comes. Well, I'm going to just play it safe. Oh, favorite TV show. This is kind of hard. There's a couple. One called Working Moms on Netflix. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's kind of cheesy. <laughs> um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Not going to lie. <laughs> and then we're just going to stop there. <laughs> Nick, any, Nick any, anything else you want to ask? Uh, yeah, I think this has, been a, I mean, this has been a great time. Just kind of getting some insight and just, just having some laughs along the way, too. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very random. I'm sorry for that. No, oh, random. No. More random the better. <laughs> well, Coach, um, we learned a lot about you today, and I think a lot of people have too. And you've taught us, you've taught me specifically today that it's not always about like basketball. It's good to like clear mind, have grit, have good mental health, but also at the same time it's good to have like a good work ethic. And I think me and Nick could both say that what we want, that what we do specifically and me just being a college student and him at his job though, like we practice, we try as best as we can to have a good work ethic. And it's great to see other people like you coach just working hard as well. Very relatable. I appreciate you. Yeah. Hard work, hard work always pays off. I mean, that's one thing my dad told me and that's kind of what I go by, even though in those days, happen when you're like why am I here why did I sign up to be a coach I want to drop kick everybody here you know I won't do it I want to metaphorically <laughs> do so you know I'm just like ah I'm here because of x y and z and my husband's real good at telling me like here for a reason you've been you played professional ball you can help him blah 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 I'm like yeah okay I don't want to hear that you know it's it's hard whenever you're part of your journey because it feels like you don't get a lot of the I don't know, just a, a pat on the back sometimes, not from people, just like a sign. Could be one of your kids just saying, oh, you know what, coach, thank you for buying me that four for four today. That really helped me get through. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just uh, sometimes it's like a thankless job. And then a lot of times in the coaching world, you're extremely criticized. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about you. They have no idea who you are <laughs> and why you're doing it. And, you know, that's something you can't control at all. But, you know, I always just try to put back all of that energy into trying to work as hard as possible. <laughs> it's a weird uh, coping skill, I guess. <laughs> it produces good results, though, so I mean, who can complain, right? Right. Well, Coach Allen, you've had so much success so far, and just the way you've – the building blocks that you've had so far and just the way you guys have progressed – no reason why you guys should not repeat as City League champions either for next year. And we're going to wish you all the best and good luck next year. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for taking time out and thinking of me and giving my girls a platform too. I appreciate of course. it. I appreciate oh, it was our pleasure, definitely. Of course. So okay. this has been another episode of Cover 3 Athletics Podcast. We'd like to thank Coach Allen once again for joining us. It's been a blessing. We're grateful that you were on and hope you continue to take care of yourself during this hard time. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Thanks, Coach.
All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too.